Good morning. Was it just me or was it hard to get moving this morning? Is that, okay. So glad that you are here. We will have announcements at the end of the service. I understand that th there is stuff to go with the coffee after service. So um, I don't know how, how you are, but it does me good to just be able to sit for a while and chat with folk. And um, part of the, the reason we wanted to do it was that reason, but we also... We also wanted to provide an opportunity to make a slower adjustment from moving from a time of worship back into the real world. And sometimes a conversation with a friend helps that to happen much easier. Thank I will you. shut up now. <laughs> Would everyone please stand for the call to worship? as you're able. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The, the Lord, Lord is near to all who call upon him in truth. Do not let loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Write them on the tablet of your heart. God, God is light, and, and in him is no darkness at all. If, if we, we walk in the light, light we, have we have fellowship, fellowship with one, one with another. Please join us with hymn 732, Come We That Love the Lord. Greet one another with a smile and a kind word before sitting. As we come to our time of prayer, encourage you to look at our prayer requests and encourage you to keep these folk in their prayers. Some of them are um, going through hard changes. Okay. Most of those changes have to do with their health. So do keep them in your prayers. Um, remember Paul's family. And um, and remember uh, Gary Krauss, um, who has RSV. Okay, do I, I'm going to take just an extra minute. Okay, Michigan happens to be one of the states where RSV has become a problem. It's become a problem for the children. 
and it's become a problem for people like me. Okay? And if you happen to be over 65, for you too. Okay? So, um, right now, what, what the doctors are saying is watch yourself for the most recent variety of COVID, especially for the children and us oldsters. Okay? RSV. And the flu that's going around, okay, is particularly vicious. So do watch yourselves, okay? Do watch yourselves. Are there others that we should remember this morning? Luann? Yeah, I have um, in the bulletin, there's on the prayer request is Charlotte Wolf that she was going to have surgery for her foot. Thursday, she went into the hospital and they amputated a toe, so that surgery will not be happening, and she'll be there probably till about She's Tuesday. Going to be there just a couple more days with the. A couple toe. more days. Yeah. Okay. The thank you. Okay. Well, speaking of COVID, half of my family has it right now. Don't worry, I have not been by them. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And so Zach moves. <laughs> uh, well, my brother has it, and he had the symptoms this this round. They're very different compared to what they've been. Um, he's having his whole face is swollen. Um, his his my niece, so his daughter. She's only one and a half. She has it really badly. She's not doing well. She has a really high fever. Um, she's also has a lot of swelling in her face. And then my mom has it. My mom's doing a lot better, but she's having a huge problem with the loneliness right now. So I, if I could just request, if anyone has a chance, just send her a text or give her a call just to boost her spirits a little bit because she's quarantined in a room way far away from my dad, even though I said that's no different anyways. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> who had... Who, who has the TV? They both have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, she she's just struggling just because, you know, with the loneliness. So if I could have prayers for my brother, my niece, and my mom. And, uh, yes. Real quick, uh, Jim and I went to visit Carl. Yes. And he's... Um, Great spirits. He's going to have an evaluation in about a week to see if he's going to continue with PT where he's at in the rehab or go home. And we gave him his um, uh, prayer quilt, and he loved it. And I also gave him our events for the year. And uh, he's just very proud, and he wants to attend our pig roast. Yes. So we'll see what happens. So. Prayer, prayer. Prayers that he makes the pig roast. Yeah. <laughs> um, about a week ago, it's my my daughter-in-law family. Um, they lost a baby, and yeah, and they're a young couple, and their young their oldest baby already had two heart surgeries, and oh, they goodness. lost their baby boy. And um, it's Kayla and Jim. He's a nurse at the U. And she's a stay-at-home mom, and she's having a real hard time. She's only 29 years old. Oh so um, keep her in your prayers, that family. Let us pray. Our blessed Jesus, sometimes when we talk to you, it's hard to know what to say. Sometimes, oh Lord, when we sit in silence with you, it's hard for us to listen. Things happen around us. Things go on that we don't understand. People we love, oh Lord, pass from here into the next eternity. Our prayer, O oh Lord, is always that they will be with you forever. Our prayer, O oh Lord, is that they will be reunited with those that they love. 
However, we're left here. And there's a hole in our life where they were. There's so many things going on around us. Some of them are medical. Some of them have to do with viruses and germs and other stuff. We pray, O oh Lord, that those who are suffering would be strengthened, comforted, healed. We pray for each other. We pray for ourselves. O oh Lord, each day that you walk this earth, amongst the things that you did, was you gave people a taste of the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom, there is no suffering, no pain, no death, no hunger, no nakedness, no homelessness. There's no lying, no cheating. There's no harm. Help us, O oh Lord, through our lives to give others a taste of that wonderful kingdom. It is for that kingdom we pray every time we join our voices together in the words you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence? For God speaks in turn during prayer. Amen. Would you stand as you're able for the affirmation of faith? God's creation represents a tremendous investment in each of us in calling everything and everyone that God created good. God has told us that we can celebrate life. Because we know that God has put a spark of the divine in each of us, life takes on new meaning. We become more alive. We can live life to the fullest, aware of the vast potential within us. We can dedicate ourselves to growth and renewal. We are always capable of being more than we have been. Jesus Christ gives us the urge to grow, and the church is the community of love and learning in which there is room for each of us to stretch ourselves and each other to be more of who we can be in Christ. This we believe and try to live. Amen. <clears throat>
Thank you. You may be seated. Have we an anthem this morning? No? That's okay. I'm going to do a commercial for the hymnal. Okay. This is the Methodist hymnal. It has a number of things in it that are rather unique, okay, to Methodism. On page VII, you will see the direction for singing. I am not a lunatic when I say that Methodists have rules for everything. All right? So, um, if I had known for certain that I was going, going to do my commercial this morning, I would have, I have a, a let's see, it's a 140-year-old copy of the Methodist hymnal. And in that hymnal, there are no notes. There's just words. So when it says, learn these tunes before you learn any others, the assumption is you will learn the tunes because you ain't going to see them on a page. Okay, now if you go to the very back, all right, if you go to the very back, around page, um, well, you go to the very back to page 914, okay, you will see that there's an index of composers, arrangers, authors, translators, and sources. One of the things that I have been tempted to do is to say, when we don't, ha when we don't have a, f a formal anthem, one of the things I've been tempted to do is to say, okay, go to the back of the hymnal and find a hymn by, okay. Um, if you go to page 922, you go to, and, and you look at Charles Wesley, You'll see a few hymns in the hymnal. Okay. The hymn that, that, that we just, just sang was an Isaac Watts hymn. Notice how many others that he has written. Okay. Carlton Raymond Young. Look at what he has written, okay? So it's another way to get a handle on what's between the covers. The hymnal is also a book of worship. There's a poem of John Wesley's that, Barb, I'm going to talk to you all about using in the service tomorrow. Okay? It's 656. If death my fr friend and me divide, thou dost not, Lord, my sorrow chide, or frown my tears to see, restrained from passionate access, thou bidst me mourn in calm distress for them that rest in me. I feel a strong immortal hope which bears my mournful spirit up Beneath its mountain load, redeemed from death and grief and pain, I soon shall find my friend again within the arms of God. Pass a few fleeting moments more, and death the blessing shall restore, which death has snatched away. For me thou wilt the summons send, and give me back my parted friend in that eternal day. And there's other poetry and prayers. When you get bored with the sermon, pick up the hymnal. <laughs> pick up the hymnal. Would the children come, please?
it's so good to see you. You know what? You all were so busy taking care of big people that I spent time with big kids last Sunday. And you know what? You all behave a whole lot better than they do. You doing all right? No. The big people making you crazy? Good. It's so good when you're able to say no. Okay. Sometimes the big people do that. They just... Big people talk about conspiracies. You ever hear that word? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes big people conspire to make life hard for little people. But don't tell them that because they'll get angry. I brought something to show you. Okay. There was a time when lots of people were not happy with you if you were a Christian. They would use it as an excuse to do things that hurt to you. Mostly around here, we don't see much of that anymore, which is good. But in the first days of being the church, the people who were the church came up with a way of letting each other know that they believe in Jesus. it was something pretty simple it was the drawing of a fish Jesus performed a miracle and he used fish to feed thousands of people And so what Christians did as a secret way of letting each other know that they were Christians was they would have the symbol of a fish. Okay. Sometimes, whoa, sometimes people still do that. You care to look at it and pass it around? Okay. Sometimes people still do that. Okay. But the neat thing is to figure out ways that we can let other people know that we know Jesus and that we want to live like Jesus and be with Jesus. Thank you. And that we want Jesus to take care of us and take care of them because Jesus loves us. It sounds simple, and it is simple, okay? But when we love somebody else, sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes that's hard to show. And one of the things about Jesus is Jesus will help us if that's what we want to do is to show other people the same love that Jesus shows us. Let's pray. Blessed Jesus, be with us. Help us, O oh Lord, to show each other and those around us that we follow you and we follow you to your kingdom where all people are blessed and loved and cared for by God. Hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you for coming. We have some treats. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Lord Jesus, it's the first Sunday in Lent. We begin our journey to the celebration of the resurrection on Easter Sunday. We not only bring you gifts of things, but we bring you the gift of ourselves. Take our minds, take our hearts, take who we are, take these other gifts and use all for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation is The Church's One Foundation, 545. Thank you. Beautifully sung. You may be seated. Our scripture, scripture focus. We'll get it out. Our scripture focus for this morning is Matthew 24, 36. And yes, you have homework. Okay. Your homework is to read Matthew 24 and 25. In Matthew 24 and 25... You will find what Jesus himself says about the end of days, the end of time, and the last judgment. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, only the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
There can be little doubt that we are at an important point in human history. Lots of things, both good and bad, are happening. Numerous people are saying that the end of the world is at hand. Some of what's being said is based on the Bible. Some of them are based on the calendars of ancient people. Some are based on the writings of seers. The dates vary, but the rain, they range from next month until sometime in 2026. Okay? Be especially careful in April because there's going to be a total eclipse. All right? And nobody knows what that's going to mean, including me. All right? Yeah? Well, you'll be able to see it here really good. And we'll talk, we'll talk about how to protect your eyes. <laughs> but my intention has nothing to do with any details of these predictions. What I have to say isn't about how true or how false they might be. What I want to say is this. The predictions don't really matter. Okay, the predictions don't really matter. If the moment ever comes when, when I approach you and say, God told me that the end of the world is going to be in 12 weeks, don't listen to me. Don't bother. Okay, and especially don't listen to me if I tell you that and then I ask you for money. It's one of the things I haven't been able to wrap my head around. That is true no matter who they come from or where those predictions come from. We who follow Jesus sometimes forget that we operate differently than everyone else. For us, it's not a question of whether or not this world will end. We believe it will. For us, it's not a question of whether the risen Jesus will return. We believe he will. For us, it's not a question of when the world will end because the time and the date doesn't matter to us. Why? Because Jesus has always told his followers that we are to be ready for the world to end at any moment. We are to be ready for his return in the blink of an eye. Please blink your eyes. How quick was that? We are to be ready now no matter what anyone but Jesus says or does. We are to be ready in our faith, and we are to be ready in the way we live. We are to believe in Jesus. We are to believe that when we have met Jesus and know him, we have met and known God. We are to believe enough to live the way Jesus lived, and said he wants us to live. And Jesus lived as if the world had already ended. And that God's will is somehow being done here on earth as it is in heaven. We don't listen to that prayer when we say it together. We especially don't listen to the part that says, Oh God, treat us the way we treat other people. Okay, we don't listen to the part 
that says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We don't listen to what Jesus himself said. Now, I have an electronic Bible on my computer. And I really love it. Okay? It helps me in my studies and sermon preparation. And one of the things I really like about it is that it's a red letter edition. I got a smile out of you, Bill. <laughs> you like yours too? Yeah? Okay, it's a red letter edition. All the words that Jesus said are in red. So when I open a page, okay, and the page has something that Jesus said on it, it leaps out because it's all in red. They jump out at me. They grab my attention. They remind me that the most important words, ideas, and teachings found anywhere, anywhere here, are the words that came out of Jesus. Mostly we Christians don't pay much attention to Jesus. We kid ourselves that we do, but we don't know much about him. We don't study how he lived. We don't study what he taught. And when important stuff comes up in our lives, we don't remember Jesus at all. We don't let Jesus speak to us in our joys and our sorrows. What is more important than the end of the world? What can be more important for us to know about it than what Jesus said? Do we know anything at all of what Jesus said about it? Most of us, the answer is no. Including our fellow preachers. What Jesus said about the end of the world is in Matthew chapters 24 and 25. That's most of all of it. Not all of it, but most of it. There's a bit more in Luke chapter 17. Compared to Revelation, Jesus doesn't give tons of details. He does give the most important ones. He talks about how to live in the face of the end. We've made a business about the details of the end of the world. Some people have put millions of dollars in their pockets with a topic. Talking, writing, or making films about the end tends to get people all excited. Excited people tend to spend lots of money. What Jesus said about the end doesn't excite people too much. It tends to make them think. It tends to make them look in their spiritual mirror to see how they are putting themselves together. There have been times when, when I have been tempted to do what I've seen altogether too many other people do, and that is proclaim as loudly as I can, Jesus is coming back! Give me your money. I mean, if you want to give me your money. Jesus talks about the end. And Jesus gave a brief list of things that tell us that the end is at the door. See Matthew 24, 33. Jesus' list included the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, and the desecration of the Holy of Holies. Wars, famines, infestations, epidemics, and earthquakes. Read the news feeds this morning? Persecution of Christians, betrayals by Christians of other Christians. Hmm. False Christ and false prophets. Widespread violence and wickedness and more. Did you check off the list as I mentioned it? It's all happened. 
Jesus gave the list of things that will happen at the end, and then he made a surprising statement. Everything would happen before all the people listening to him that day had died. And you know what? It did. Jesus walked around Galilee and Jerusalem sometime around 30 A.D. Another 40 years and Jerusalem was gone. The temple was gone. The Holy of Holies was gone. There's been earthquakes, rumors of wars, famines, floods ever since. There's only one thing that hasn't happened yet. Our best friend hasn't come back. Think about it. The risen Jesus has not returned. That is all that's left to happen before the end. Jesus said in no uncertain terms, God is the only one who knows when Jesus will come back. Not even Jesus himself knows the day or the hour. People who claim to know when the end will be claim to know more than Jesus. I don't think so. I don't think I'm being arrogant saying that. I just don't think so. According to Jesus, the end is at the door now. It could be today. If not today, then he'll come tomorrow. You've heard me say that over and over again. From Jesus' point of view, the most important thing is for us not when he will return. It is will we be ready when he does return. When it comes to being ready for the end, Jesus doesn't say anything about belief in him. I had trouble with that. Because I was raised that the most important thing is to believe in Jesus. In Matthew chapters 24 and 25, Jesus gives the gauge of how ready we are. That gauge is how well we treat one another. Remember the Lord's Prayer? Oh, Lord, forgive me as I've forgiven others. Ouch! Matthew 24, 44 following. Always be ready. You don't know when the Son of Man will come. Who are faithful and wise servants? Who are the ones the master will put in charge of giving the other servants their food supplies at the proper time? Servants are fortunate if their master comes and finds them doing their job. Todd, you and I talking about not leaving station. <laughs> You may be sure that a servant who is always faithful will be put in charge of everything the master owns. But suppose one of the servants thinks that the master won't return until late. Suppose that evil servant starts to painfully abuse the other servants and eats and drinks with people who are drunk. If that happens, the master will surely come on a day and a time when the servant least expects it. That servant will then be punished and thrown out with the ones who only pretended to serve their master. They will cry and grit their teeth in pain. There's a sense in which we determine the end. It's for us to listen to God so that we know what's within our reach to do for the kingdom. then it's for us to do what's within reach. So whether Jesus shows up today or tomorrow, 
Okay. He finds us busy. I'm going to tell a very bad joke. Okay. Cardinal went into St. Peter's. And Jesus was walking back and forth in the chancel. So the cardinal ran to the pope and said, Sir, Jesus is in St. Peter's and he's walking back and forth in the chancel. And the pope says, Settle down, my son. Settle down. Let's go look. So sure enough, okay, they go in and Jesus is walking back and forth in the chancel of the cathedral. And the cardinal turns to the pope and says, Holy Father, what should we do? And the pope said, Look, busy. Amen? Our closing hymn is 462. Would you please join me in the benediction? In conclusion, let us fill our minds with those things that are good and deserve praise, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honorable. Let us put into practice what we have learned today, and let the God who gives peace be with us. Amen. 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 Amen.
announcements in the, in the bulletin. Please read them. One that has changed is that the family night has been canceled. All right, so no family night this summer. Okay, uh, for Lenten, during the prelude time, I'm going to start just playing some Lenten hymns if you'd like to come in early and set and get yourself in preparation for the service. I was, I was trying to figure out what to play. There's so many. And if you have a favorite one or one you'd like to hear, if you'd let me know, I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You, you have even more homework now. 